Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conspiracy Pilled, the Mostly Hinged Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Abby Libby. Abby, how are you doing today? I, I'm I'm good. The world is, like, on fire, <laughs> but I'm okay. How about you? <laughs> the world is on fire. I think World War Three might have just broke out this week, so, yeah. Um, so what are we going to be talking about tonight? Talking about the world well, being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> our main topic... Um, R.I.P. our channel, but <laughs> Adrenochrome, Pizzagate, that's the main, the main two, but obviously the Alex Jones news dropped and I know we wanted to talk about that. Yeah, we def- think about that? definitely want to talk about the Alex Jones news. It dropped like an, an hour ago, roughly. So like as we we're getting things ready for the show, I'm reading the news. I'm watching things I'm like, oh, great. So <laughs> we did an I'm episode on, on Twitter. Right. We did an episode on Alex Jones last week. So I feel like there's plenty of stuff to talk about. And if you want to hear some more of our thoughts on Alex Jones, go check that out. Uh, the one thing I'll say to you guys who are <laughs> watching us on YouTube while it's still here. Um, this is this is this episode is why we tell you guys to uh, follow us on Rumble. So I'm gonna drop that in the chat again. I don't know. Do we don't have any strikes or warnings or anything on our YouTube channel yet. I figure this will be our first one. So hopefully, they don't take us down. But uh, YouTube's ridiculous censorship policy is not gonna stop us from talking about the things that uh, we want to talk about. So uh, yeah, I see RIP stream in yeah. chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so let's talk about this Alex Jones news. What's going on with Alex Jones? All right, so the jury awarded him the the trial he was in. It had already been decided that he had committed defamation. So, and the judge decided that she did not allow a jury to decide that. So, this trial was just for the jury to decide how much money the families were going to get. Now, I want to point out this was not a personal injury, emotional damage lawsuit. That's not what the case that they made. They didn't say, pay us money because you hurt our feelings. They said, pay us money because you defamed us, which in the amount of money should have come down to, you know, what damage the defamation did to them. And the most I have heard argued is that some of them had to move. Well, I'm, so, <laughs> in this economy, I mean, you know, $1 billion, <laughs> essentially, $965 million. I don't know, like, what, did everybody affected by Sandy Hook were, were millionaires and billionaires that lost a, a lot of business? They did a million dollar new homes. Yeah. And Not, trips to Costa Rica and just a lot. But you you had this trial in the state where it happened which was unjust to begin with you, right the, the emotional weight of that was just not alex jones did not whether you like it or him or not did not get a fair trial and you know that they awarded based on feelings which was not appropriate Right. Well, I mean, this whole thing has been about two things. It's been about playing on people's emotions and trying to shut down people who are going to go out there and say the unpopular things, uh, question the narrative. I mean, I really think this comes down to the fact that Alex Jones has been railing against Agenda 2030 since 1995. Um, and, you know, I really do. Like, th- this whole thing is $965 million on top of, what, the $53 million last time. Like, the whole thing. And, and the lawyer came out and said, I watched the press conference after the trial. And the lawyer came out and said, he's like, yeah, you know, this probably shut down Alex Jones and that's what we wanted, uh, which is pretty gross. So, yeah, yeah. It, it seems pretty clear. And Alex Jones has made this claim from the stand that the FBI was involved and encouraged these families to file this lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. And Real Truth Cactus says it's the weaponization of the court against someone based on politics. That's exactly what yep. it's about. Yep. 
to, to, this was not a fair trial in any sense of the word. This was not about Alex Jones hurting people's feelings. It's not about it's not about Alex Jones being rude to people who lost their loved ones. Again, I'm not standing for that. I'm not saying you know I'm not apologizing for that. It, it's this not what it's about, and that's the whole thing. So everybody that's trying to be like cautiously tiptoe around it, like, well, I mean, you know, it was defamation. Alex Jones shouldn't have said those things. That's not what this is about. So yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. canceling and Alex Jones. I've, I have found that people on the right who who are usually absolutely for free speech, absolutely on our side, are being not just disagreeing with me standing up for Alex Jones right now, but being really snooty about it. And right. I, I really think it comes down to if this emotional battle where if we admit that this is happening, if we admit that they just weaponized a court and made a guy they didn't like politically pay a billion dollars because of his political views, that's... I think way too scary for a lot of people to accept right now. Well, they've they've outright said it a few times. It's, what, like, what is it? What is the problem they've had with Alex Jones since 2016? It's not that he's been saying the conspiracy crazy stuff. He's been saying that forever. He was behind Y2K stuff. We've talked about. You know, he's the guy that that pointed out three months before 9/11 that they were going to blow up the World Trade Center and blame it on Osama bin Laden. Like this guy's been saying stuff for a long time. It's not the first mass shooting he's talked about. It's not the first time he said right. false flag or stage attack. It's that he is looked at as being the guy that elected Donald Trump. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, because if these I mean, are, if these families are really honest, right, like he he walked things back years ago. He was like, look, I had this theory. I was wrong. This is my new theory. I apologize. He's apologized a billion times. What's the point of it? What's the point of talking about conspiracy theories if they're not theories and we can't talk about them? Exactly. Right. W- if if you can sue, and I tweeted about this, and it's a joke, but it's not. If you can sue Alex Jones, a media personality, for having a political theory about somebody that is negative, that, that these parents were crisis actors, I should be able to go sue The View for calling me a Nazi extremist terrorist. I should, because that's on the same level. Well, well, the the, the best case of this, and again, we'll, we'll move on to our main subject here in a second, but the best case of this was the Rachel Maddow stuff. She was out there claiming the, the Russiagate stuff for years, and right. she didn't get sued over it because of an Alex Jones-style defense, and I was putting out theories. Uh, that's, how, that's how she got off of this. So she can get off for saying, well, I was just doing what Alex Jones does, but Alex Jones can't get off for doing what Alex for Jones doing does. What Alex Jones yeah, does. Exactly. It's pretty ridiculous. It's definitely a, exactly. a rules for thee and not for me situation, yeah. 100%. So speaking of uh, having conspiracy theories that you are absolutely not allowed to have where you might be forced to pay a billion dollars to the mob, um, Adrenochrome. <laughs> adrenochrome. Really quick, before we get into that, because we are going to be talking about adrenochrome, we are going to be talking about Pizzagate. This actually does relate back to Alex Jones in a way. He stopped talking about Pizzagate for this exact... I looked it up. There was uh, a, a conspiracy theory related to Pizzagate that didn't pan out, and he got mm-hmm. sued. He was he got threatened to be sued over that and stopped talking about Pizzagate because one of his theories didn't pan out. Uh, mm. So that uh yeah that it does relate back so anyway what about what is what is adrenochrome i've never heard of this thing well let's start <laughs> with the established facts so what are the this established is, facts this is such a a wild and awful like deeply deeply awful conspiracy theory that I just want to walk us into it slowly and recognize the amount that we're asking you to believe if we are, it's up to you, is really small. 
the amount that's already known established fact is really big. And the leap to believing in adrenochrome is tiny. Um, yeah, that's the one thing I've learned about doing the research is like, you know, the, the thing that uh, that we don't want to do and the thing I hope that we can handle well with this conspiracy podcast is to show you what's what's real, what we know. And then, you know, because some people come out and they're just like, here's the craziest like end of the spectrum of this conspiracy theory. And mm-hmm. like, that's it. Like, just throw it in your lap. And there's no leading up to like, how do we get here? What is established? And I, and I think that's uh, what we're going to attempt to do yeah. with this one. Yeah, if you don't believe this wild thing I just threw in your face without any context, you're naive and stupid. Sheeple. Yeah. Sheeple. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we know that as a culture, we sacrifice children all the time for our convenience. We sacrifice millions of babies every year for our for our convenience, for monetary reasons, for selfish... For appeasing the rain gods. Appeasing the rain gods. Um, Women at this point will kill their babies in the womb just to not ruin their bodies. Ruin their bodies. This is... Abortion is, is such a huge way of looking at this. But throughout history, cultures have been sacrificing babies to all sorts of gods of prosperity it's it's been this thing where if you sacrifice this thing that's really important to you this human life you can earn some sort of gift from the gods this has been the case for thousands of years right i was that's why i I wasn't actually being hyperbolic or joking when i said sacrificing to the rain gods there are people who are saying to literally have abortions because of climate change it's the exact same thing it's just Mm -hmm. chronological chauvinism tells us that we're so much smarter and wiser and more cultured than the people who came before us who just outright said that we're sacrificing our children to the rain gods right we would never sacrifice a few children every year we would only sacrifice millions and millions of you know, not really real children yet. Yeah, just 65 million, small number. Small, uh, small number. And, and going to the adrenochrome thing with that too, just a little bit, it's not, because I, I don't think this was, some, I just want to bring this up because I don't think this was in your notes, is uh, it's not crazy to think that the body parts would be used either, considering we've we seen the black market that Planned Parenthood was caught uh, dealing in body parts. Yeah. And I don't know if most people didn't see the story, and I covered this on TikTok uh, probably six months ago, and I've talked about it a little bit. But there is a power plant in Boston that uses the remains of of aborted fetuses, aborted mm-hmm. children, to power to to basically create energy to create electricity. Yeah. Um, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is an actual fact. That's they true. were caught actually using babies' bodies to make electricity. So this is this is something we know that the abortion industry, Planned Parenthood, we know that they are doing this. We know that we live in a culture that worships some type of God that really, really is insatiable for babies. Um, and speaking to that, we <laughs> transition to our show spot. No, we have a really good friend, Rob right. over at North Arrow. We are not really paid to say this. We say this because we deeply believe in what he's doing, his the cause, and the coffee being super, super good. But Rob over at North Arrow, every every coffee sale, 15% is going to help stop abortion. Yeah. And uh, actually today he posted over on Twitter. I don't know if you have it. I could try to pull it up. He posted on Twitter um, where that money has been going. I mean, he po- it's on the website. If you guys go to northarrowcoffee.co, you can see where each uh, you know 15% of each bag goes to. 
Uh, today, they said that um, for a company that hasn't even made it into the black yet, a company that's still trying mm-hmm. to make a profit, they have donated $4,000 to crisis pregnancy centers and stuff like that. Um, I see a lot of you guys in the chat saying the coffee's good. It is good. Like uh, it We believe so in good. Rob. We believe in the mission. But the coffee is fantastic. And if you guys want, we're in a bit of a friendly competition here uh, by the end of the year to see who can have the most uh, sales for North Arrow. So if you guys use PJ10, you'll get 10% off. If you use Abby10, you'll pay 10% more. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll also get 10 percent oh, off but yeah so like uh you know just just decide which host you really want to to win this friendly competition one of us will get to pick to help decide where some of this money goes uh as far as uh helping to end uh abortion so so pick me obviously <laughs> but anyway so back to adrenochrome what are we talking about Oh, I just wanted to mention, oh, no, you you said that they had given 4000 to date. And I just wanted to mention that that neither of the company's owners, Rob and the the nameless secret co-owner. S- secret co-owner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a conspiracy a theory Clinton. in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know his name. I just know he, he he's a little bit more of a private guy. Yeah. Um, that they have not taken paychecks. Like these guys are giving money to pro-life causes and they have not taken paychecks. Blows my mind. Yeah. They're not taking paychecks, but they're still putting their money where their mouth is. They're giving $4,000 towards uh Soundwave pregnancy services, save one and great life uh, is what it says in this ad here. So yeah. uh, really, really amazing people, really uh, great company. So please go support them and get some great coffee. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to, the dark stuff I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We know that child trafficking happens. Right. That's that's an established fact. Something like, like 300,000 a year in America alone, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. it's terrible. And that's the documented number. So the real number is probably a lot higher than that. Right. We know that that body parts get sold on the black market. We know that you know adult organs get sold on the black market. We know that there's a black market for human stuff that comes out of bodies we know that children go missing all the time we know that thousands of syrian refugee children have gone missing um that i believe it was the obama administration misplaced we know that children go missing at our border all the time that the trump administration misplaced we know that we have a big conversation about kids in cages at the border being separated from their quote unquote parents. And if, if we're being honest, we know why we know that they're being separated from the people who are with them because we do not know if the people with them are the parents or the traffickers. Right. And it's actually pretty insane how many of them are trapped. I think, I think the last mm-hmm. time I saw some of this was like seven out of 10 of the children coming across the border were not with their biological parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's terrible. Like the, what we know exists is is already so big. We know that Jeffrey Epstein had a had a trafficking ring. We know that he had an island. We know that there were rituals. I think I think we know that there were rituals done on this island. Is that starting to get a little conspiracy? It, it might be getting a little conspiracy, but it's it's. <sighs> Not really, because not really. I mean, they actually had an actual temple. You can see it. So yeah, Um, yeah, that was happening. We know, and this might be news to some of you, and we have a clip for this. We have known for years that transfusions of young blood slow the aging process. 
On the Health Watch, could the secret to eternal youth be found in blood transfusions from young people? Health reporter Stephanie Stahl has more on a controversial new treatment that's being tested. Transfusions with young blood from teenagers, some claim it can reverse the aging process. It's being tested in patients over the age of 35 as part of a clinical trial called Ambrosia, where people paid $8,000 to get the rich growth factors found in blood plasma platelets. It's pretty much people from most states, people from overseas, from Europe and Australia. Results of the trial have not been published, but Dr. Jesse Karzeman, who plans to open a business selling young blood, says patients who've had it say they feel amazing. And he says he's seen evidence of reversing the aging process in rats. Their brains are younger, hearts, their, their hair, if it was gray, it turns dark again. There's also been encouraging Alzheimer's research using young blood at Stanford. On the health. Yeah. That, was that a shock to you when you saw that for the first time? No, because I think that I had seen it when it came out. That's, that was 2018. Yeah. But it was a shock the first the first right. time I saw it. I was like, wow. They reference rats as if they did just plain transfusions with these rats. No. They sewed two rats together. They sewed a young rat together with an old rat. Like they're just rats. I'm I'm not a like a you know you but, can't experiment on animals if it will help people. I think that you know experimenting on animals to help people, awesome. What are you are you discovering? But for that's humans the thing, it's a human implication, right? Is is if we do this to rats, will it work in humans? So like the implication there is pretty what weird. What if we sow to humans? Yeah. It, it, terrible, terrible stuff. Right. Um that's I'm going to come back to the rat in a minute. Mm -hmm. So that was 2018 when that was reported. This is actually happening. Um, Peter, Peter Thiel, the guy who invented PayPal. Okay. Um, it is known for having uh, basically a blood boy where he regularly gets transfusions from his blood boy. And this was um, kind of mocked and featured in a show called Silicon Valley couple years ago yeah i also yeah. want to say uh you now owe paypal two thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> i know right darn it <laughs> yeah so the clinton's get me for 965 million and paypal gets me for 2500 yep <laughs> yeah so here's the that clip you're talking about against is that people won't want to participate until the quality is high and the quality won't be high until um and um, the quality won't be high until we have a lot of people opt into the network. So that presents a little bit of a, a, a unique. So, Gavin, the price is very discreet. Keep going. This is great. Uh, this price is your assistant? No, of course not. It's my transfusion associate. Which is? Are you really not familiar with parabiosis? Can't say that I am. Well, the science is actually pretty fascinating. Regular transfusions of the blood of a younger, physically fit donor can significantly retard the aging process. And Bryce is a picture of health. Just look at him. He looks like a Nazi propaganda poster. Oh. 
Yeah. So that's that's mocked in Silicon Valley. I want to I want to point one thing out too. I was seeing some stuff in chat. People said you can buy Adrenochrome from China and stuff like that, which is true. You can buy a synthetic Adrenochrome, which is something else. But what I was going to say is mm-hmm. what I keep hearing from a lot of the other podcasts that just write this off as in like there's no studies that show that uh, young blood does this stuff. Well, we're seeing the studies. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've heard people say like, oh, Adrenochrome or or young blood will just make you sick. But we're seeing that it's being done. It's being done in Hollywood. It's being it's being talked about in the media. So I just feel like that is uh, some misinformation of people that don't want to actually look into uh, the studies. And it's been studied for for since the fifties, I think. Right? Yeah it it seems that I'll get into this in a little bit. But the first mentions of adrenochrome as a drug uh, start to pop up in the nineteen fifties. Um, which which means it probably existed before then to give it time to seep into consciousness of of artists and and authors. authors. Yeah. But another thing we know that we know that we know that we know about Hollywood is that they are absolutely obsessed with not aging. Mm-hmm. I mean, our whole culture is obsessed with not aging. Our whole culture is obsessed with finding like the key to eternal life and the, and the more wealth and power you have, the more people seem to be aware that they're going to die and desperately looking for a way out of that. You see Chris Hemsworth right now. I don't know if you've, you've seen, I've the, seen the um, trailer for his new show ads right? around, but basically he's like doing all of these scary, scary things, uh, jumping off buildings, trying to find like the key to longer life by <laughs> scaring himself. Right. Adrenaline. Um, Adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline. We seem to kind of accept as a, as a rule that the people who have a lot of money and a lot of power, they just don't age. They just, they just take care of themselves. They just have access to better medical care. But at some point it starts to be like, but, but what care are you getting? That's not available to the rest of us. That is somehow retarding your aging that much it is pretty weird I, I remember i was watching uh was it one of the new mission impossibles and i didn't realize how old tom cruise was he's like what 60, right? he's in his 60s isn't he he's so old. he looks like a 30 year old he looks like he's 38 he does not look like he's 60 or whatever his age is so yeah we know um that there are some little bit weird treatments that that people have talked about getting i think we have a clip of sandra bullock talking about a particular facial yeah. On the health watch, oh, could the- drink each other's blood. Might- wrong, wrong ones. I'm sorry. I've got a lot of <laughs> clips here. I've got it. Um, okay. Let's yes. talk about this facial that you're obsessed with it. How many, did you get the whole cast of Ocean's 8 to Not do this? everybody. Okay. And, uh, good. Let Smart me ones. pause real quick. Just those that I thought would appreciate it. Okay. It- yep. I'm, we're seeing in the chat, no audio. No, no audio. No audio on their end. Is all the audio gone, or is it just the clip that's not playing? The, well, is I, it? Hmm. Technical difficulties! Yeah, no, I... I that's Shocking. What Katie says here. she has audio. Let's, let's, let's keep going. I've been told to do a cactus pose if I'm still alive. Yeah, let's... <laughs> let's keep... No audio at all. Okay. People are saying... I wonder if YouTube is taking okay. us down currently. Some okay, people so left I, and came back and got audio. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm not surprised. Right. We kind of expected this, to be honest with you guys. Yeah. Like, we kind of expected this stream might not stay up or there, there, something might happen. So, yeah. real quick, I'll come back to this clip, but I'm just going to drop the, I'm going to drop the, uh, the rumble in chat again. So, okay. I see people yeah. now saying Go it's good. Um, just, yeah. I don't know. So, we're, <laughs> we're going to keep going, but uh, if this comes down from YouTube, uh, we're still on we're still on Rumble. We're still on Odyssey. It's still gonna be uploaded for everybody that wants to listen to this later. Obviously, if you're listening to this later, you know that. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep going. And, and we're on Twitch, as far as I know, Twitch.tv/slash/conspiracypilled. Yeah. So we're trying to make this a, a, as widely available as possible to avoid uh, out and, out and out censorship. So let's let's pull this clip back up really quick. Um, okay, let's yes. talk about this facial that you're obsessed with. That how many did you get the whole cast of Ocean's Eight to Come do on, this? Everybody, okay. Rumble is free. Yeah. So Rumble's Rumble's a YouTube alternative. I don't even know if you have to have a um like a an account to be able to, to watch. But yeah, you don't if have to log in, but if you want to log in to subscribe to us, that'd be awesome too. So Yeah, if you want to be able to comment or like, you're gonna have to create a quick login, but it's it's all free and easy. It's, and there's a lot of great uh people who are only there who are off YouTube. So yeah. Plus, every week we do our bonus content over there on Rumble only, so it's a good enough reason to create a quick account. So yeah, let's keep watching yeah. this. Uh, good, smart. Just, just, just those that I thought would appreciate it. Okay. Explain yeah. what it is. Well, it's this this way in which um, one forces uh, through microneedling. Um, it's like a little roller with these. Some of you, I, mean, I think many of you know it. And it pushes through the skin and ruptures the collagen, and then boosts it. You look like a burn victim for a day, but then it's. But then it pushes. The what are you pushing into the skin, Sarah? Sarah. Sandra. Sarah. Sandra. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> what are you pushing into the skin? Well, you push in whatever the facialist would like to insert into your pores. But what is it? It is an extraction from a um, a a, um, a piece of skin. Uh, that came from a young person um, far, far away, and they somehow figured out how to extract. It's foreskin from a Korean baby. It's like, it's... That wasn't a joke. That's what it is. I, no, okay. Who I comes don't, up no, with I this? I don't think, I don't think, I'm, it's not like I'm lying there with little pieces all over my face. It's like, it's... Who thinks of collecting it and, was, and yeah, having who, it for, we'll do something with this and someday. And why didn't we come up with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Rich. And so, so we call it, I, well, I call it the penis facial. And I think, I think when you see how good it is to your face, you too will run to your local facialist and say, Put give some, me the penis. <laughs> You yeah that that last line to me is the is the telling grossest part of it is she's like you know it's if you see what if you just look at what it'll do for you as far as your aging goes you're not going to be ob objecting to um, inject literally pushing baby penises into your pores like using using children's body parts you won't object to it if you look how how young it makes you look oh it's pretty gross and they tell themselves it's just the foreskin. It's just, it was just, it was already being thrown away. This it's, it's not, you know, no babies were harmed in the making of this facial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I, if I have to explain to people why that's disgusting and wrong, then I, I have nothing to say to, the, to, to those people. Uh, it's, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I lose, there's, there's times where the, there's things that are just so in your face and so disgusting that the elites do that it's just like, you kind of left a little bit speechless, I guess. Yeah. Uh, another one that we know about is that some 
drink blood in some sort of ritual. I was told that that Hollywood doing blood drinking rituals was insane. I, I, I don't know about this. Is this a really thing? To drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops. But just yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. Let me bleed on you. <laughs> yeah, so it would just for ritual purposes only. I feel a lot better knowing that it's only for satanic ritual only purposes, for, not something yeah. much more nefarious. Uh, really quick, I see that our Twitch chat is down. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Twitch, oh. I guess. Um, yeah, Mr. Zed says it's down. I don't know. It's still showing that there's people watching from Twitch. Is it just you can't comment, or is it like, are we gone? We'll keep going. We're pressing on. Like you I said, Rumble, Rumble, Odyssey, other places. We'll, we'll 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 figure this out. So it's so great because we haven't even gotten into the conspiracy yet. We're, We're literally, literally just talking about things that are well-established. I also want to point this out really quick because as we're seeing, if this is really happening, if we're being taken down places and, and everybody that we've talked to is like, you're going to get taken down for this. What's crazy to me is there's, it's not that there aren't videos on this on YouTube. It's that the only videos on either one of these subjects on YouTube that you can find are, isn't this crazy? Everybody that believes this is crazy. Uh, and just like it, it's, you can talk about this from a certain perspective. You can't talk about it from like, hey, here's why people are talking about it. Like, like you said, we're not even we haven't even gotten into the crazy part. We're not pushing anything. We're just saying like, hey, here's some here's some pretty weird stuff. Uh, make a decision for yourself. Even that seems to be not allowed. So, uh, continue. The last thing we know that we know that we know about Hollywood is that drugs, drugs are such a big thing. Take a lot of drugs. Okay. We're still Adrena on. We're, sorry, we're still on Twitch, but it looks like they can't comment. Okay. Continue. Yep. We are transitioning to Adrenochrome. That was your cue. <laughs> yeah, I botched that, but that's <laughs> we'll keep going. <laughs> Those are so fun because we're so bad at them. Yeah, we'll, we'll get better. <clears throat> okay. Adrenochrome, this is actually something we still know. It, 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 it's it's a real compound. It's, it's oxidized adrenaline, which just means that it has to have hit the air. It, mm -hmm. It's not just adrenaline as it exists in your veins. It has to be oxidized. The... The theory, when we, act, when we talk about the conspiracy theory of adrenochrome, is that this is this is so awful um, that the most potent version of it is taken from children who have to first be adrenalized. They have to first be absolutely terrified out of their minds right. uh, before you can extract it. Now. The first references to adrenochrome, I believe, are still talking about something that's coming from adults. I've also um, heard that uh, early on they were using pigs and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It in 1954, 
Aldous Huxley, who you might recognize as the guy who wrote Brave New World, who's been right about a lot, a lot of things, wrote a book called The Doors of Perception. And in it, he wrote about adrenochrome, describing it like a very powerful drug. He described it um, as a drug that was very common in that day, but I've never heard of before. Right. Can I can I point this out about Aldous Huxley really quick? Is yes, uh, if you guys have not read um, a brave new world, you know, like a lot of, a lot of times when you hear the, you know, the new world order stuff, the, you know, you think of Orwell, you think of 1984 and there's some people that think it's, you know, where we're seeing ourselves move is kind of a mixture. I, I'm one of these people that think it's kind of a mixture of those two. And what brave new world talks about is, uh, drugging people up and basically just making them complacent. So that way they can mm-hmm. take over and just do whatever they want. And one of the things that he was super right on in brave new world and why I think it relates to the adrenochrome stuff is in there's a scene in the book where they talk about teaching weird sex stuff to kids in, in kindergarten and and sexualizing children at a very young age as a form of control, which is related. It's what we're seeing. I mean, you can't tell me that's not what we're seeing in schools right now when everything is yeah. about like sexualizing kids at a very young age. So Aldous Huxley seemed to have pretty good insights into what uh, the elite's plans for children were. Yes. In 1962, um, Anthony Burgess wrote another classic book uh, called Clockwork Orange and referenced adrenochrome as something that people were mixing with milk and taking as a drug. It has also been compared to LSD as far as its effects. Right. Which is interesting as a tie-in to MKUltra. We know that MKUltra experimented with LSD on people for mind control. And on children. And on children. And my guess is that adrenochrome was discovered by MKUltra. That's that's my guess. That's the easiest link that I see here. There was one one thing I didn't have a chance to chase down um, a lead that I would like to look into in the future that maybe we'll reference back to. And that is there was one early book about adrenochrome or me- that mentions adrenochrome. And the guy who wrote its name, his last name was Gottlieb, which mm. if you guys remember, if you guys go back and watch our MKUltra episode, Sidney Gottlieb was the guy that used the LSD. So I don't know if they're related. I didn't have a chance to check it out, but it just it's it stuck out to me. And it's one of those things that I want to kind of chase down. So, yeah. Frank is in chat saying hi. Hi, Frank. We're glad you were able to catch a live. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of black people. Speaking uh, (laughs) of black people. uh, In 1971, I don't think Hunter Thompson was black, so that was a terrible segue. That was a terrible segue. Speaking of black people. Speaking of black people. In 1971, Hunter Thompson, probably a white man, wrote another uh, classic novel called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And this is where people started to think about adrenochrome a little bit more because he also referenced it. But what he said in that story, which was fiction, is that it has to be harvested from the adrenal glands of a living body. He said it's no good if it's taken from a corpse, which is an interesting thing to put. He also compares the effects to mescaline and LSD. Mescaline, that's the one that uh, Huxley compared it to as well. Yep. So this is when it kind of starts to enter consciousness it's the the cultural consciousness i'm i'm gonna call it you know what everybody seems to know about or be thinking about as far as stories go um in 2007 there was an episode of a tv show called lewis where they basically featured 
uh, ad harvesting adrenochrome from live bodies. This was adult, adult bodies. And then in 2017, similarly, a horror film called Adrenochrome, harvesting from, this one was harvesting from corpses, like murdering people and then okay. harvesting. And that's when it stops being expressly stated. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason for this, I think. But go ahead. Uh, we get... The other time I can, I, I've found where someone has said adrenochrome out loud was the last video that Coolio released before he died. I don't know if we have that or not. I totally forgot to grab it. Let me see if I can. Uh, you sent it to me on on, uh, on Twitter, In right? Twitter DMs. Yep. I'll just pull it up. Um, I know I, ha I just forgot to cue it. So that's, that's yeah, my there bad. Are, <laughs> there are other people who have released things that, that kind of connect to this. And there's some stuff that we're just not going to share because it's so awful. Right. Just really, really terrible videos and things that would back up our, what we're saying, but we just don't think it's, you know, if you want to know, if you want to see that stuff, it's out there to be found. Right. Yeah. There's certain, yeah, there's definitely certain things. We get into Pizzagate as well. There's pictures and things like that that I'm not going to show. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about James Alphonsus and his Instagram account. It's uh, too disturbing to, to show. I got the Coolio video real quick. All right. Some things are, are fake. And some things we don't know about. But if something is obvious, whether you've done the research or not, if something is obvious, then why would you argue about it? Okay. Now y'all can go head on, go home and drink your androchrome. You suck ass motherfuckers. I'm cool on that. Suckers on the way. Yeah. Last thing Coolio talks about is angel chrome. <laughs> no idea what he's doing. <laughs> chrome. No, no, this is adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go and drink your adrenochrome. And this is where everything else starts to be a little bit of a reference in movies. And I, I'm gonna make an argument here based on references in, in movies, because what I want to propose is that basically we all know this is happening and we've all known this is happening for a long time. It's deep into our collective imaginations. It's, it's deep in the fabric of what we know to be true. We just haven't said it out loud and we don't have like some firm proof to grab onto. And we don't want to, like, right. we don't want to look at this. I don't, I don't want to look at this stuff. I don't, I don't want to believe that this is happening. Right. I, I also, I, I also want to point out too, like what's, what's interesting is a lot of the early arguments because, you know, adrenochrome really came to the light around 2016. This had to do with Pizzagate, mm -hmm. which I'm not getting to now. We'll get into it later. But yeah. um, what I noticed, we talked about this last week with the Alex Jones thing. I said there was videos that used that back in 2017 era that you can't find anymore, and I was really trying to, where the, where Alex Jones, it was basically like, here's all the craziest things Alex Jones ever said, and one of them was obviously Pizzagate, and the other one that they went right to next was Epstein Island. They said, oh, mm -hmm. he said that uh, Jeffrey Epstein had a pedophile island, and isn't this guy nuts? And then in 2019, we're like, oh, yeah, that thing that a lot of us Actually, knew since 2008, it, it's real. Uh, so that was the, the big early on um, proof that uh, the whole all the Pizzagate, all the adrenochrome stuff was crazy because the, everybody was linking it to things like Epstein and saying, hey, there actually are elite pedophile rings. Now that we know about them, it's like it's crazy to me that now we have the 
as fact that there are elite pedophile rings. Um, and yet everybody wants to turn a blind eye. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to look at, uh, obviously, yeah. but it's, it, it's weird to me that we can just close our minds off to it again so quickly. And one of the craziest ones I found, if you guys are looking at any other adrenochrome podcast was the Dan Cummings, uh, whatever that podcast is called. I can't remember, but it was also in 2017 and he was just outright in the first few minutes, just like everybody who thinks any of this has any merit at all is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, these same exact people believe Jeffrey Epstein had a pedophile. <laughs> and I had to laugh. I was like, Oh, so everything you say in this podcast yeah. is stupid, but go ahead. These things are like the, the Trinity of, of the pedophile conspiracy world, right. Epstein's Island, Adrenochrome, Pizzagate, and we know that one of those things is true now. Right. That's that's my point in it. Yeah. So the yeah. the the big uh, twenty seventeen argument against it has fallen down, and then everybody just kind of quietly deleted the videos where they're making fun of the you know the Epstein stuff, and then like, oh look, we're 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 woke. We know about this stuff. We made a we made some really. Uh, bad documentaries on Netflix that that shed the light everywhere but where it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to bring up just a, a string of movies. There's more than this, but these are the ones that I knew when when I was going through. Uh we know Hocus Pocus, the the concept of of taking the life force from a young person so that you can be young instead. That's what the witches do in Hocus Pocus. Uh in Doctor Sleep, similarly, they have they what they do in in that movie is they terrorize the child uh, right before and then they the child exhales this magic substance right in the moment of being terrifyingly killed and they drink it in and that's what the bad guys do uh, and that was Dr. Sleep was written by uh, Stephen King I believe who had I'm sorry but St- have you read Stephen King's stuff some of it yeah it's impossible for me not to n- believe this guy's a pedophile Sorry, it's just like every one of his books, the way he talks about children is so disgusting. I don't know how he's just been able to go on being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote orgy scenes about 12 year olds in a really graphic and uh, way. And that's yeah. not the only example. Go ahead. It, it, people talk about that. And I thought it was like blown out of proportion. And then I it's read not. it. That's literally what that's <clears throat> how they defeat the monster is all these kids have sex with each other. And there's only one girl. So it's literally just all the guys having sex with this one girl. And that's how they kill the monster. It's, yeah, the book. Yeah, not the movie, but the book. And this is like, it is a favorite, like a, a wild favorite of, of our culture. It is not the only time that he does this stuff either. It's it's throughout all, all, most of his books. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dr. Sleep, Hocus Pocus, Hansel, I, Hansel and Gretel is is an old story and it's always been about a witch eating kids but the remake Hansel and Gretel witch hunters is more specifically about them killing the children in a really violent awful manner and then drinking the blood so that they can be invincible right yeah this is this is all not news maze runner again absolutely terrifying young people in an effort to create a medicine for the zombie sickness that they are dealing with as a world, which is interesting to me that the, the zombie is zombies and vampires both really took over our cultural imagination uh, when I was in high school. Right. And I remember thinking why, because throughout his, the history of literature, you see certain things come to the fore in literature right around the same time that they come to the fore in literature is not this this just 
completely made up thing that's disconnected from what's happening in history and culture, you have some pretty strong tie-ins. And so when you see something really rise to the imagination, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Good literature tells powerful truths in a way that uh, <laughs> you can't do anywhere else. So, I, I think that uh, I think there's a lot more truth to be found in fiction than people realize. Frank says in chat, Abby is a Twilight fan confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed <laughs> no, and I will not apologize. <laughs> you, have you read the new Anne, uh, Anne Rice novel, the the interview with the oh, vampire I sequel? <laughs> I hate Anne Rice. Yeah. Well, because she's she's a pedophile. I didn't know. I don't know if, anything if about Anne read Rice. Interview with a vampire. I read interview with a vampire. There's a lot of this, and people don't talk about it. There's a lot of this in in fantasy literature and sci-fi literature. Usually it's stuff that's written by men, but um, Anne Rice writes this character who's supposedly really, really attractive. She's a really old vampire, but she's in the body of a prepubescent girl. That's the one that was played and, by Kirsten Dunst in the movie? I believe so. Okay. And in the book, it's just the men slavering over this apparently super attractive prepubescent girl and just this like weird workaround where she she's old enough. It's okay. That's creepy. That's creepy. It's really, really creepy. Yeah. And you see, you see this a lot in in uh, the sci fi fantasy genre. Frank uh, wants to know least. if you were Team Edward or Team Jacob. <laughs> I I used to be. Te- oh man! Oh gosh. <laughs> If, if she had married Jacob, she would have stayed alive. Okay. I, I didn't know she died. So thanks for ruining Twilight for me. Well, I mean, she became wow. a vampire. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. She became a vampire. Cactus is Team Jasper, which is the only right answer. Team Jasper. <laughs> I have anyway, no idea what we're talking about. We let's let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maze Runner. Tomorrowland is an interesting one to me. Did you ever see Tomorrowland? No. It's a very I haven't brief seen Maze reference. Runner either, but yeah. It's a very brief reference in Tomorrowland. And I remember when I watched it, I was like, are you not going to explain that any farther? You're just going to make this weird reference and then not come back to it. It's a weird storytelling. But the main character meets his arch nemesis, basically. And his arch nemesis looks pretty young. And and he's like, wow, you look like you haven't aged a day. And his arch nemesis is like, you, you know, you really aged. And they make a reference to a smoothie that the arch nemesis is somehow drinking to keep from aging and you can tell that the main character has a distaste for whatever it is. It's almost like implied that he has chosen to stop taking whatever this elixir is, but they, they never get into it. They never explain it. The one that really gets me though is monsters incorporated, right? Yeah. A lot of people bring this one up. It's, Imagine being in Hollywood and knowing that this is happening and not being able to say anything about it, but like desperately wanting to do something about it. And like the only way you can think of is to put something into art and and talk about it inside art. And so if you've never seen Monsters Incorporated or you've forgotten, it's the monster society is run by the screams of children. Mm -hmm. And so every single day their industry is to go in and scare children and fill up these canisters and uh, and they run their society on the terror of children. And even when the monsters begin to recognize, maybe we could run our society on something different. Maybe we could run it on laughter. Maybe this is wrong what we're doing. The establishment of the monsters 
is not willing to accept that there might be a better way and they just want to keep it's, going. It's funny that you bring out that because I feel like what we're seeing in Hollywood, you know, obviously there's a there's a hiding in plain sight thing that we all know happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, it, it, I feel like we see this with the casting couch, you know, motif as well. It's mm-hmm. like, it's one of those things that Hollywood knows is real and you've got people that are, I, I feel like the thing to understand about evil is it always wants to shove it in your face. Like yeah. it, 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 it has to brag all the time. So we see that side of it. But I also think you're right. I think we're seeing maybe, you know, with Monsters, Inc., what we're seeing is people are like, this is real. I can't talk about it exactly. But like, I need to, to, I have to, talk to deal it. with this and talk about it in some kind of coded way. So like, there might be kind of a either side of that issue there. There's definitely stuff like Dr. Sleep that feels like uh, Stephen King knows a little bit more than he's let on. But yeah. Yeah. The... The less compelling thing about Monsters Incorporated that was brought up that I'll just mention is that the adrenochrome molecule has a couple hexagons stacked on top of each other and kind of looks like the the way a soccer ball is put together almost. I'll I'll bring it up while you're talking about it. There's a lot of soccer ball motif type stuff in Monsters Incorporated. Maybe it's not intentional but the conspiracy theorist i was watching just pointed out the sheer number of of soccer balls and pizza boxes and other things that were uh, in in some of the kids rooms in monsters incorporated it takes a while to animate stuff so like i'm not i, I would i would kind of wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the imagery was intentional but yeah it was intentional right. yeah it's there's a lot of soccer balls and a lot of different scenes yeah. and the pizza boxes got to me too so with that, uh, that is that is my what I'm proposing. First of all, that the things that we already know it brings us so far. Like we already know that adrenochrome exists, or you know, we already know that it's it's at least a proposed thing. We already know that literature has really heavily stated that that it's a drug that people can take. And we already know that people are willing to do transfusions of blood with young people. It's not a huge stretch to imagine that if they could figure out a way to do it, that they would do it with younger kids, because presumably the younger, the better. And it's not too much of a stretch, I think, to imagine that those things could be kind of brought together into this. And, and we already know that there are many elites who are involved in actual pedophile rings. Like that's the thing that we mm-hmm. like people want to pretend it, it, it frustrates me that so many people are like, Oh, how can you believe this thing? I'm like the thing that's been in the court cases for the last three years, like the thing that we've all seen in front of our eyes, we've got documentaries. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. we know that Bill Clinton flew on Lolita express to Jeffrey Epstein's Island 27 times. And the only reason that he would go on this plane was to be blackmailed for doing X, Y, and Z. And then it's like, but you know, this stuff's crazy. How do you believe in the, we it's like those things we do know so like all the stuff you're saying when you add it to that that crucial piece of evidence in in 2019 that that came to light it's it's not a huge stretch Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so let's get into pizzagate because this is linked in together yes and uh let's do it all right All right, so as Abby said, there's there's kind of a, a three corner you know pyramid of of the whole child sex trafficking uh, 
th- Illuminati thing that's going on. Uh, pyramid symbolism. That makes sense. Uh, but if you guys are not familiar with Pizzagate, probably because most videos uh, about it are taken down or hidden in the dark recesses of the internet. Uh, in March 2016, there was a personal email account of John Podesta that was hacked by WikiLeaks, and it was put out there. It was It was hacked with a spear phishing attack, if you guys are familiar with how that works. Uh basically something that just you know, old people fall for like oh this email says i can get this cool free thing let me click on the link uh so WikiLeaks publishes the emails in november of 2016 and uh the proponents of pizza the pizzagate conspiracy theory claimed that the emails contained coded messages that connected several high-ranking democratic party officials and u.s restaurants within an alleged human trafficking child sex ring and one of these establishments was alleged that was allegedly involved was Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C. What What's always gotten me about this one is just how much that you're not supposed to talk about it. And that to me, like, it's like we, as someone who enjoys conspiracies, conspiracy podcasts, there's tons of stuff I listen to. Uh, it's mm-hmm. of stuff that I dig into that's fun and it's, you know, or, or crazy, but, it, you know, it's like you don't have to believe it. Even QAnon seems to be in a lot of ways like less censored than pizzagate but like it's uh you know it's it's weird to me it's like there's there's some that you're just really not allowed to talk about so you can talk about all the crazy stuff you can talk about like you know uh the lizard people stuff that the aliens came down and and uh control the the white house and that we live in a a matrix reality like all these things you can talk about what pizzagate you really you're not supposed to so like that just made Mm -hmm. me curious from the beginning so i started looking into like what is what are these emails saying what is it people are saying one of the things that i realized is that a lot of the people I've listened to that talk about these emails, they just write it off. They write it off instantly as in, you know, the, there's nothing weird about this. They're just talking about pizza. And the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. here is that the imagery in the, the words being used are coded language. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like child pizza, CP, would stand for child pornography. Things like hot dogs would stand for little boys. There's some things I found that uh, say that, you know, even the FBI admits that some of these things like hot dogs and stuff like that are codes used on the dark web for for these things so when you no, see a bunch ice, of ice cream's one of them right ice cream is a male prostitute yes okay. and then there's another one that i that hap, seems to come up in podesta's emails a lot uh, called walnut sauce and people believe that that is adrenochrome so uh it's weird like i don't the the walnut sauce thing is like it, it it's brought up a lot of weird ways and foods that it wouldn't go with i don't know anyway so mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of let me see. I've got some of these emails too. Um, obviously, one of them that uh, people talk about is the the Chicago hot dog thing with Obama. So there's this mm-hmm. whole thing about uh, you know uh, a subject uh, says get ready for Chicago hot dog Friday, and then in the email says I think Obama spent about sixty five thousand dollars of taxpayer money money flying in pizza slash dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Assume we are using the same channels. Just kind of, it's just like a weird email in of it's like $65,000. So if you dig yeah. deeper into this, you find out that the party they're referencing had like about a hundred. I've seen 75 to 100, 120 people is, is what they say that was this uh, party. And I did some math. And if you get the most expensive hot dog in Chicago, which is like $50 a hot dog, it doesn't get anywhere close to $65,000 to feed 75 people. It's a lot of money, is my point. Um, yeah. So that one's that one's pretty weird. Um, there's uh, there's also stuff from Podesta talking about uh, wanting to get the same waitresses in in quotes when it comes to the hot dog party stuff. Uh, there's um, 
trying to sorry, I've got a lot of stuff pulled up, so I want to make sure I find the right the right one. Uh yeah, so there's one. Let me see if I can find this. Well, there's one anyway. There's another one about Obama that uh, that talks about. I've got to find this one. I'm sorry, I've got so many things pulled up, and I I think I've misplaced this one. But, That's okay. Uh, one thing yeah. I want to mention while you're looking yes. is that a lot of these people in their bios on Twitter had you know I love pizza, I love hot dogs, I love ice cream, like just these weird mentions of seemingly random foods. It, it it is weird because like when I think of the elites, I don't think of them getting like this excited over pizza. I would think of them getting right. like really excited over you know, like uh, some you know like sushi or so, like some high level thing. But like all these right. you know it's all it's all pizza references. And if you read through the emails, there's a lot of people getting really excited about pizza. They keep referencing Podesta as this uh, you know fine. Uh, cuisine guy that knows how to get people the pizza that they want, knows how to get them the good hot dogs they want. Again, this is like poor people food, by the way. Like everybody eats pizza and hot dogs. It's not like, yeah. it's not what you'd think of in the upper echelons of like everybody being super excited about pizza. So a lot of people try to write it off. Um, I think it's kind of weird. There was one where he gets an email from a realtor that talks about a handkerchief that he left behind. And they're like, oh, there's this handkerchief and it's got uh, this it says it's related to a map that's related to pizza. So like no matter what way you read this email about a handkerchief, it's if, if it's not code, it makes no sense. It's like, Hey, I right. think you left this handkerchief behind, which might be, which might have a map related to pizza. Um, do you want to come pick it up? It's just really, really weird. I don't know. Like why there's this whole email chain about handkerchiefs and maps and pizza and stuff like that. Um, Sorry, I'm still trying to find that Obama one. I feel like I mess, misplaced it. Um, I actually, I know where I have it. So let me pull it up. I put it in my notes down here real quick. But uh, Frank says, if you ever get rich, never accept an invite to a pizza party. Right. Big facts. Right. So here's the email from about the hot dog party. This one's this one's from uh, in the in the link with about Obama. So it says, we plan to heat the pool so a swim is a possibility. Bonnie will be an Uber service to transport Ruby Emerson and Maeve Lutz. Uh, Lazzato, and then in parentheses says 11, 9, and almost 7. So you'll have some further entertainment, and they will be in the pool for sure. So, like, everybody wants to forget that part of the email chain that's like, oh, they're talking about hot dogs, they're talking about a pizza party, it's definitely not kids, but also they have an Uber service bringing an 11, 9, and 7-year-old who will be in the pool for entertainment. I don't know how you, like, you get beyond the coded message, you get to that part, you're like, why is everybody ignoring this part of the email chain? Why is everybody ignoring the fact they say, hey, here's the names of the kids, here's the ages mm -hmm. of the kids, and we guarantee they will be in the pool for your entertainment. Entertainment, yep. So that part's really hard to get past for me, but I want this to... Is, this is known. I mean, this is not a conspiracy theory. We know also that Hunter Biden calls his dad pedo Peter. Right. We know that. Beyond that, we know for a fact that Hunter Biden has pictures of himself engaged in pedophilia, engaged with 14-year-olds, engaged with his cousin when she was 15. Uh, it's, that's not a conspiracy either. If, if you're not something I ever wanted to dig into, but when I, when I was, I remember it was, uh, what was that site that got taken down for a while? The, the one that was an alternative to Twitter. Oh, not Parler. truth social. What? Parlor. Parlor. When I was on Parlor, it was like super uncensored. So when the um, when the Hunter Biden email stuff came out, it was just there in your feed and you could not not see it. And all this wow. stuff was later confirmed. So it's like, I think I actually think that's why Parlor got taken down was because the that's where the Hunter Biden email stuff was circulating. Anyway, so I wanted to look into why was there a connection with Comet Ping Pong? So if you're not familiar with Comet Ping Pong, it's a 120 seat restaurant 
It was opened in D.C. in 2006, and it's ran by a guy named James Oliphantus. He's an artist and D.C. native who was a Clinton supporter, and this is according to the Times, but never met uh, never met Hillary Clinton, according to the Times, which is interesting to me because Politico seems to have a different story. Politico says that James Oliphantus cooked with John Podesta at a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton, a few thousand dollar a plate fundraiser for Hillary Clinton in 2015. So this stuff is coming out beginning of 2017 and all the, all the, the articles are quick to point out that he's never actually met Hillary Clinton. He has no links to her, you know, just ignore that time that he cooked for her in 2015. Um, he's also got a lot of prominent friends in the democratic party besides Tony Podesta and his brother, John Podesta. He was also at the time dating David Brock, uh, who was the founder of Media Matters, if you guys are familiar with Media Matters. And this part really stuck out to me because I'm thinking, okay, this is a guy who donates to the Democrat Party, runs a pizza shop that a lot of them seem to like. But in 2012, GQ named him as one of the 50 most powerful people, not richest, most powerful people in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is a town full of powerful people. Why is a child's pizza parlor owner one of the 50 most powerful people in Washington, D.C. That, that I don't know, it, it seems weird to me. So I started looking into to, to some of the other stuff. Uh, one of the other things at Comet Ping Pong was the fact that they had bands that played there. Um, you can find... Okay, so this is weird because, again, I feel like the internet's being scrubbed all the time from stuff that I used to know or used to be able to find that's mm -hmm. a little bit harder to find. You can kind of dig through some Reddit threads and find some stuff to this, but a lot of the links I clicked on are gone. The big conspiracy is that... Comet Ping Pong was using the basement of their establishment for child sex trafficking. So every article makes sure to, to point out that there is no basement in Comet Ping Pong. It's the one thing that everybody wants to point out. I, again, I can't find this stuff right now, so I'm not saying they do have a basement. What I'm saying is there was posters, band posters, saying and pictures of bands playing in the basement of Comet Ping Pong, talking about that this show was held in the basement of Comet Ping Pong. Um, a lot of that stuff scrubbed. But what's weird is if you look at the posters for these bands, and I just want to talk about this a little bit because I used to play in a lot of underground metal venues that were weird. Um, just look, just look at these, look at these posters. You've got like the Lorelei Babies and Shark Week. Um, you've got like the coat hangers, and they've got all these weird like. Uh, symbolism you've got you know like the eye of Horus and the hands and like uh, baby's heads being chopped off type stuff like this weird sexual pizza stuff going on and all these posters and the reason I want to bring this up is I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's actually something to look over because mm -hmm. I've played in venues where that like the owner of the venue and the the kind of theme of the venue seeps into everything it seeps into all the artwork mm -hmm. on the walls it seeps into all the posters like there's a very clear um there's a really a story I won't get into, but there's a story where I was one time invited to play at a venue that I didn't know anything about last minute. We like a band canceled like, hey, can you come to this venue? I don't know if you ever seen the movie Green Room, but it's kind of like that where we got to the venue and we got inside. and It was a basement in the seedy part of Lansing. And before we knew it and my band was half Mexican members, me, I was like me and one other guy with only two white guys. And then we had three Mexicans. Uh, we, we found out that we were in a underground Nazi hangout. At one point, and the, uh, there was like, uh, it was really creepy. We like couldn't get out of there fast enough. It was very weird. But my point is like, the artwork was very similar to me. Like there's a there's kind of a creep. Like it just creeps into everything. Um, yeah, a spirit to a place. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I don't think that that's something to just overlook. Um, and then just talking about art, like James Alafontis is is an art guy. 
And if you go on to yeah. his Instagram, I, mean, I can't. I don't know how to. Have you looked in some of the art it's stuff? Bad. It's I've I've I heard descriptions on an audio podcast, and I made the choice not to go look. It's the the best way you could sum up this stuff is it's images of children being tortured. Some of it literally is. Uh, there's also a lot of weird pictures. There's one weird picture where there's a girl sitting at a table with her hands taped to the table. Uh, there's a lot of symbolic imagery. There's a. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this without getting gross. It's really gross. That's the, the point I'm trying to yeah. make is yeah. you can't look past the fact that his uh, Instagram was just absolutely full of satanic imagery, of pedophilic imagery. He mentions a lot of really weird stuff there's a picture of somebody being sodomized that very much looks like a child which is weird that that's posted on instagram at all uh there's pictures of drugs and money uh there's picture of him with a t-shirt that says i heart alfante which or lafante which means i heart the child i love the child uh there's blood covered satanic imagery everywhere uh i'll just describe one picture really quick that's really gross i'm not gonna show you guys there's a picture of Again, it's not this podcast is not for children, obviously, today. There's a picture of a guy masturbating with pizza coming out instead of semen. Like there's and there's a lot of pictures of that of like naked men covered in uh, a lot of sex acts happening on top of pizza. I mean, it's really, really gross. And then it gets into the demonic. There's a Lolita. If you guys are familiar with what Lolita means, it's a reference to, to underage children stuff. It's just yeah. creepy. So like the more you dig into it, the more you're like James Alfonte is connected. He has a pizza parlor that all of the, all of the elites want to come to. He's very connected and he's very much into some satanic and pedophilic imagery pretty openly. Um, it, yeah. He's hiding in plain not sight. Hiding. Yeah. There's pictures of pizza with pentagrams on it. I mean, it, it's anyway, I won't keep, keep going on that, but uh, like I can see where the connections are made. Um, with this guy and then like all of a sudden you're not supposed to talk about it. Right. So mm -hmm. the reason that we're not supposed to talk about this is that in 2016, December 4th, there was a man from North Carolina who traveled to Comet Ping Pong to investigate the conspiracy. Uh, he was, he basically tried to shoot a lock off of a door to see if that's where they're holding children. There's different, different sources say different things, but basically they say three shots were fired from an AR 15. Um, says that he was try uh says that he shot a wall, a desk and a door, but some sources say a computer. Um so I, I find this interesting cuz this makes me think of the Alex Jones thing. It makes me think of the as soon as as soon as anybody harasses someone that's involved mm -hmm. in a conspiracy theory, the whole conspiracy theory and everyone who talks about it has to be shut down and even sued up to a billion dollars, right? So it's it's weird to me. It's it's like blaming everybody that thinks this because of one crazy guy and like that's the catalyst that's the excuse to we find it's like they finally have something to be able to shut down anybody talking about this guy's weird connections uh mm -hmm. to the to the clintons the podestas to all the weird stuff i don't know so like that's kind of what i have on it i don't was there anything that you had uh found about pizzagate you want to talk about with this or there's a little bit more but it's not so i went to their website Yes. Um, this is this is still a up and running pizza parlor. They have ping pong is a weird choice in a highly sexualized place. It seems like a kid's thing to do, um, but that's kind of the point, I think. Uh, they have an order online button. 
and it doesn't work. You can't, you click it and it says, you can, you know, you can't access this. Right. And I, one of the podcasts I'd listened to about this, they talked about how when the story first broke, allegedly somebody was able to click through that button and find some really weird stuff about like, saying, you know, there there are three pieces available from our session last month, but their health isn't good. Just a way that you would talk about a human who has been brutalized and probably won't last much longer, not a pizza. Um, and this is this is very I'm just repeating something that I heard. I, I don't I don't have so, this. So this sounds um, a lot like the Wayfair conspiracy if you're it familiar does. with that. Yeah. 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 Um but that was at the point of the podcast, they were like, at this point, we can't, you know, if you click on the order button, it doesn't work. That was two years ago. And they said, well, maybe it doesn't work because of COVID. So they have this, this place has had a broken order button on their website for two years. Right. Which is really What's, weird for a high, yeah. like the highest class, you know, like the most prominent pizza place in all of DC. Um which leads me now. to believe that the order button does work if you have the right IP address. Which is something I would actually like to get into uh, that and the Wayfair stuff in, in the bonus segment of this. Um, yeah, kind of talk about it. that stuff. So we'll do that. Um, I just want to say this too, going back to, to what I was saying about the, the Instagram. You said you're 100% right. This place is for kids. It's a ping pong place. It's advertised for kids. It's, it's a neighborhood like hangout for children. Why does the owner have explicit sexual demonic imagery all over his public Instagram, which now is not public, by the way. It's, it's uh, you know, private and you, you have to get a friend request. You can't see the stuff on there. But my point is that in and of itself is wrong on so many levels to be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that, that kids, uh, this is the pizza place that I'm trying to entice kids to come to. And also here's a bunch of satanic sexual explicit images for you to look at. Yeah. Yeah. If that's really, like, I could, yeah, I could cry. So I'm sorry. Much. I know. Again, I apologize. I know this this episode's a little heavy. I feel like it's a tough one. It is a tough one, and I, I obviously we're not trying to do this every week. Um, we are going to yeah. try to very you know do uh variate between fun uh kind of kooky conspiracy stuff, but I don't think that we can ignore the stuff that's important. So I hope that you guys uh bear with us. You know, it's not going to all be dark. It's not going to all be heavy. But uh, I feel like we have to shine a light on the dark places. Sometimes we're laughing about subjects that seem super serious. It's not because we don't find them serious. It's because I just believe you have to find a way to to kind of stay. <laughs> you have yeah. to you have you have to find a way to deal with it. And sometimes that's yeah. dark humor, and sometimes that's uh, a little bit of silliness here and there. So, um, but uh, yeah. So if you guys want, did you have anything else you want to say before we head over to Rumble? No, I think this is a good good place to. Well, here here's how I'll end it. Yeah. Uh, Cactus for for this for YouTube. Cactus said in the chat, and they'll never be held accountable, which is just ugh. They will. They'll be held accountable. Not in this, maybe not in this life, but they will absolutely be held accountable for what they've done. Absolutely, yeah. And and I I do want to say like I also want to point this out. I don't think that it is entirely useless to try to shine a light on the dark places. Um, I think that the the PayPal story this week is actually proof of that. I think Epstein is proof of that. Epstein got away with it for a very long time, um, and maybe there's you know 
maybe that stuff's still going dead. on. He, yeah, he's dead, whatever, maybe. But it, my point is, it does come to light eventually. And with the PayPal thing this week, PayPal was trying to implement, if you said anything that they deemed fake news, any story they didn't like, that they could secretly charge you $2,500 uh, just for being a member of PayPal and saying something on Twitter they didn't like. That's not happening now because people shine pointed a light on it. People are like, oh, hey, this um, what's that? The social credit system that that PayPal is trying to implement. Let's let's make sure that we shine a light on this and get people uh, upset enough that they're going to talk about it, that they're going to shine a light on it as well. And then it and then it went away. So, like, I think that there is a value to doing this. So, um, yeah, but Abby's 100 percent right. These people are going to pay in the end. I mean, that's the truth of it. So. Uh, there's, there's always, uh, there's always that I appreciate you guys for being here. I'm sorry if this episode was a little dark, we're going to come back next week with a very fun, fun episode. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking some, some spooky, uh, Halloween related stuff. We're going to be talking about cryptids. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I appreciate you guys so much. Please head over to rumble. Uh, I just dropped it in the chat. Um, and if you guys are watching this later, if it's still up on YouTube, the link is in the show notes. You can watch the full thing there. Uh, we'll be chatting with you guys, taking your questions. And uh, I want to get into this Wayfair thing a little bit. So we will see you guys on Rumble. Thank you. Thank you all so much.